0: All right, uh, welcome to the Eric J. The Great podcast show. Got a special guest on the show today, hip hop legend, freestyle king, Lil Flip. How you doing? Bless, man. I woke up today, bro. How you doing? Hey, that's always a reason to uh to be happy, man. You Got another twenty four above ground. It is. So for uh for anybody uh. I'm pretty sure everybody know who this is, but if you don't know who this is, we're going to play one of his songs, and then we'll get into his whole story and um into the interview. Let's do it.
1: I was the bridge to y'all problems, but y'all took me for granted. We traumatized in the hood, dog. Look at the damage. I've been grinding my whole life. I ain't nothing like you. It's 24 hours in the day. You ain't got nothing to do. I sacrificed my show money just to bring y'all around. Y'all was holding me back instead of holding me down. Y'all be talking behind my back, but in my face, you my brother. But you'll never know my pain until you lose your mother. This whole industry is fake. I wish we spent more time. I blew the brains out the coop. That mean I lost my mind. My reality. I can dictate my salary, think about it, only bad came to those who challenged me Yeah, Jesus walked, and Jesus wept, he walking with me I see the steps, the pandemic came, we barely made it through I'm a living testimony of a God cause when your pockets get low And your bills stacking up, and the hours that you put in It ain't that Devil, I wonder if i more got a song. Jackson, Mississippi with bad water I just sent a truckload of clean H2O God got us when it feel like diversity starts to win They say when you wrap up, by God it take away from your spin Okay, well I hope it take away from my sins I'm signs of me so my whole record label go win One of my partners going through it, I'm gonna show them the way And when I help this ain't the type of stuff I throw in your face I got a gift, they love flippin' out and carry the crouch I'm watching out for Jezebels trying to marry the boss My granny had me in the church, I praise water
0: for work and I don't claim to be perfect I still be in my dirt hey that's a banger right there dog <laughs> thank you bro for real yeah that's a banger man I like um, spirit led music I know when I first heard that song I was like yeah that was that was a real deep song you know I know that was spirit led right there that's that's always the best music right there man thank you bro for real But
1: that's where I started though so I started out doing music in the church. You know, I mean, my mother, rest in peace, uh, she basically was the the, uh, choir director for the church. So she played the piano and picked what, you know, records was gonna be played and all that. And uh, so I, I sung in the choir, I played the drums. I was still doing rapping as well, like just as a, like, kid, like child, toddler type stuff. Like literally it was the family business, you know, You know, kind of like the Jackson five. So, um, and then even in my music, a lot of the message and stuff, you know, I talk about God in my music and um, I put messages and, and stuff that my dad and my grandparents taught me like real lessons. Like some people, when they, you know, come from the streets of, or did street activities A lot of times they only tell one side of it like you know just the balling and the up part of it but they ain't telling you you know all sides and me coming from living multiple walks of life like I'm gonna tell you you know the the pros I'm gonna tell you the cons I'm gonna give you the game on how to deal with your homeboys how to deal with these snakes in the industry you know just things to you know, give you a, a peace of mind and uh, some logic. You know, I, I don't make music for dummies. I make music for people who think and, and who, who lead us and who want to go straight when everybody else go left and right at the fork in the road. Yeah, we going straight. Yeah,
0: absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So first off, man, uh, tell the people uh, where you from.
1: Born and raised in H-Town, Houston, Texas, Southside, Cloverland, to be exact.
0: That's what's up. What's the first thing that come to your mind when you hear your hometown?
1: First thing that comes to mind when I hear Houston, I think about DJ Screw. I just think, like, I, you hear Houston and, you know, we got our own genre of music, which is Screw music. So, I, Houston is is really Screwston. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Absolutely, man. There's a lot of legends that came, came out of that city, man. Correct. I agree. So uh, for anybody that never been to Houston, just kind of describe some of the struggles you had to endure growing up as a kid slash teenager, just an everyday African-American kid growing up in Houston.
1: I didn't really have too many struggles because I was blessed with my, my dad and my grandparents, like kind of, well, I ain't going to say kind of giving me the game and not sugarcoating life. Cause a lot of times, you know, when you're a kid and you're a baby, like, Parents they'll um, you know, they'll kind of sugarcoat things to you, and, you know, make you believe in Santa Claus and you know what I'm saying, you know, uh let you celebrate Halloween when really Halloween is based on some evil stuff, you know what I'm saying? And and then some will wait till you get to a certain level and age to be like, hey, okay, now we we gotta tell you, this is really evil. This is, you know what I mean? Ain't yeah, no yeah. sense. Yeah. So it's like. I knew, like, my dad, he told me from the jump, you know, about what was what. You know what I mean? Um, My grandparents, you know, they played the, you know, Santa Claus game, two fair game type stuff. You know what I'm saying? But um, I think, um, you know, I just had so much knowledge as a baby and as a kid that I was always thinking 10, 15, 20 years ahead of me because when you're raised by grandparents and stuff like that, a lot of times people, when they get to a certain age, they get stuck in their ways and they try to implement what they, you know, know and how they were raised back in their day. And, and sometimes they don't realize it's, it's a 20 year difference, 30 year difference, 40 year difference, meaning like times have changed, you know, like one of the biggest things that um, me and my grandpa used to have debates about is. Why did I want Air Jordan tennis shoes? Like, why you want some shoes that cost hundred and fifty dollars? Back in my day, we used to go get the Converse. Man, they was twenty dollars, thirty dollars. Man, I'm like, man, you go break your ankles trying to hoop with hoop <laughs>
0: some.
1: used to in chugs back in the day, but boy, man, you been and broke your ankle in them Chucks with no ankle support, man. So, but um, so I didn't have really many struggles, like because I was blessed to be given knowledge at such a young age that it prepared me for life and for business and for how people act and how friends act and and it taught me to be able to go with my spirit so you know just growing up in age time man you just got to know how to move and um stay out the way stay out of people business man and just keep doing you and you know so that's why you survive in age time, man. Stay out the way, mind your business, man, and move the correct way. You know, I choose to move militant.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's the best way to move. So uh, you have any siblings? Yeah, one brother and four sisters. Okay, are, are you the oldest?
1: I am the leader. Yep, <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. So that's why. I got to make sure that, you know, which my sisters and brothers, they all got different things and businesses and they, they got their own thing, man. And they really, you know, doing some things. One of my sisters, she write books and she helped the kids with us in exotic pop. Um, We got financial literacy stuff we be doing. We got the books where we teach the kids about saving and spending money, you know, when they're young. So I'm actually very proud of her. And then my other sister, she got a, you know, they do hair and my other sister was in the military and you know, and with my other sister, she got a clothing line. So it's kind of like everybody doing some stuff and um we not thinking regular. So, you know, I'm I'm actually blessed to have them in my life. And uh yeah, we spent Thanksgiving together and it was a great day.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. It's always good to uh have a good family foundation because uh you can take that for granted because everybody don't have that. Not for real. So uh what type of activities you was into as a kid? Did you play any sports, anything like that? Yeah,
1: yeah. I played basketball, um, football, baseball, taekwondo, boxing, um, golf, stuff like that. Um Man, yeah, almost everything you can play. I, I pretty much played and tried, but um basically, um I love basketball the most. Um, basketball I was point guard, but I was the best shooter. No. But I was the fastest on the team. So it was kind of like, man, nah, you got to you just got to be a, a double threat. You got to bring the ball up the court. And if you, you want to shoot, then you shoot. But, um, yeah, I I'm, I was three-point champion back-to-back in middle school and the free-throw champ back-to-back and uh, still got some of my trophies. I can't find the other three. I found one of them, though. Um, I put it, like, the name of my album I just put out, that record you just played, God Got Us All, that's on the, um, my album called Flunger and Flip. That was the middle I went to in Houston, on the southwest side of Houston, which is a a very interesting side of Houston, man. You gotta, It's a lot going on uh, on that side of town, man. And, uh, you know, I survived and was able to adapt without any problems and, and stuff like that. But uh, um, yeah, basketball, man, that was my favorite. And then for football, I was the first, uh, first string running back. I played safety, kicker, and then I was the second string quarterback. Like just in case the guy got hurt, then I had to go play quarterback. You know what I'm saying? But oh, yeah. I and in baseball, I was center field. But I'm, I'm really a pitcher. You know what I'm saying, but I seen somebody get hotline with the ball, and uh, for the fans and the viewers don't know. That's like when the po, with with when the um the pitcher, when the pitcher throw the ball at you, and you know you hit the bat and hit the ball, and the ball go directly at the pitcher. Ooh. You know, and sometimes they they, <laughs> they hit, the ball and hit the pitcher like. You got and your reflexes got to be very, very quick because that, that batter hit that ball going you through it a 100 miles and then they return it back to you, probably going the same or going half. Or, man, listen, if you ain't fast, so I saw a guy get his whole like you know, like orbital, like his whole eye, like got just fractured, bro, because he got hotline with the ball. And I was like, you know what, man, I'm gonna I'm a stay in the center field, man, and just but I it, it baseball was kind of boring to me because. I was in center field and nobody really hit the ball out there. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like our pitcher was so good, you know what I'm saying? Like nobody never really hit the ball out there. So we was just out there bored and Houston hot. So I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gonna stick with this basketball. We get to practice in the gym with some air conditioning.
0: Let me go and stick with the basketball, man. Yeah, absolutely. I can feel that baseball. Baseball was born. I played baseball and I was like, man, like, I was good at it. I just did it was just more, you know. Right.
1: Action for me. Like it just, but I saluted, man. And and shout out to them strolls,
0: man. The master. <laughs> Absolutely, man. So um, are you the first person to uh in your family to jump into the music business, or did you have anybody else in your family that was in the music business before you?
1: Um, I mean, my grandmother, she was already in the music business. She never like went to the studio and and that's one of the things I wish I did. I wish I would've got her to sing on one of my records, man. Like I planned on doing that. Like I just wanted to find the right record, but that's one thing about it, man. Time, you never know what's oh, gonna happen. I wish I would've got her to sing on one of my records, but uh, yeah, so she, she, she was just in the business as far as um playing for the churches going to different churches people hiring her to play at weddings and stuff like that she never like formally put out an album but family members in the family like Terry Ellis with Invogue, she was the one the first one to make it and um so I always you know looked at that like okay it's like a inspiration for me to follow and uh, I was able to go to a few of Vogue concerts and be backstage, and I met Michael Jackson and a few other people, and, um, just like I was able to learn the traveling and performing aspect as a kid, right? So that whole stage fright thing, uh, shy—the word shy—stage, any of the, those two words we don't, those don't exist in our vocabulary, like in our household, so being young, I was already groomed and to go traveling, perform at these different churches. And then in between that, I was doing rap battles and I was doing talent shows. So I would find out when these different talent shows would be in town. And I had my Uncle Robert take me as a little kid before I was, you know, old enough to drive and stuff. So I was just going, you know, bouncing in between that. Rap battles, talent shows, winning the prize money over here, winning the trophies over here, you know, and a lot of these events, it was different labels that would be there sometimes, you know, the judges would be different people who are in the industry and, you know, had success. So, you know, they would be like, yeah, man, give me advice. And, man, we can find you and all these different things, man. So, you know, a lot of this stuff, man, it's, it, this ain't new to
0: me. Oh, OK. Well, would you say that whole time frame led you to doing music or what really led you to doing it? I was already doing
1: it. So it was just kind of like um, playing basketball and sc- like in high school and, and middle school, I was already like really like putting out like um, cassette tapes and little mix tapes around like the streets, pressing them up. And then this company called Disc Makers came out and I would press stuff up with them. And um, it just got to a point where my buzz it was just getting crazy and crazy and crazy. And then by the time high school came, it got like even crazier. And then the amount of money I started making from like doing these freestyle contests and these rap battles and people paying me to come freestyle at, at uh, clubs and stuff like that. It just started buzzing to where I was getting a thousand to $1,500, you know, ninth grade, 10th uh, grade, ninth and 10th grade. So I'm like, all right, they paying me $1,200, $1,500. here, you know, some people, you know, you get a discount too, you know, go get the 750 too, but hell, I'm just like, all right, it's cool. I'm just freestyling and doing a few of the records that I, I made that, um, so it was just, I started seeing the fame and the money coming faster from the music and all the people that was supposed to go pro basketball, football that I went to high school with, the ones like that were older than me, Like, they would go to college, and then, like, the next year, I would see them, like, in the hood. Like, man, I'm like, what's up? Oh, man, I got hurt, man. Oh Man, college, man, that shit too hard. Like, everybody had their own different reasons of why. So I'm like, damn. And I already know, like, everybody ain't going to make it to the NBA. Everybody ain't going to make it to the pros, right? So we know the ratios on that. So I want to go to the NBA, but I'm getting paid. Off this music, I'm getting paid off street money. Like, hey man, listen, I, I ain't gotta worry about spraining my ankle. Uh, ACL, like I'm a, I'm gonna rock with this. This is what I started off doing anyway, using my voice as an instrument. So I mean it God, shit, God just was like, hey, this go and do what you was doing for me and, and still make sure you spread your message. So here we are, you know what I'm saying? I, I figured out how to put the word of being righteous and the word of God in between the other realities that I've experienced. You know what I mean? So, you know, I look at myself as like a, I would say the the street preacher, (laughs) like, I'm not going to sugarcoat life to you. You know, sometimes some of the things that's in the Bible is sugar-coated and some is just straight to the point and, and blatantly blunt, you know, straight to the point and blatantly real where you understand what it is. But for me, if, you know, we're not supposed to judge people on what they did, so I don't look at certain things that people did, oh, that's, you know, that's bad or that's wrong, like, you know, like, hey, it's certain things, you know what I'm saying? And, um... I just view the world a different way. So, man, like I say, that music started picking up and the money started coming and the accolades and just seeing how, how I was able to change people's lives and people coming to me, man, I love that. A lot of the stuff people be loving that I do be stuff I don't even like, mm-hmm. because I always feel like I can get better. Anytime I do a freestyle, anytime I do a, a record or something, I always feel like I can do better. So
0: it's just me. You know, yeah, you could be your hardest critic sometimes, but that what keep pushing you, though, to not being satisfied. Correct. <clears throat> so, uh, who are some of your uh, favorite music artists growing up? Like, who you grew up listening to?
1: Man, a lot of people. Um, I name about eight or ten of them. Um, kind of like so you can see the variety that I got. Um. We're gonna start out with Sade. You know, that's one of my favorites. My mom put me on Sade music. Sade, Luther, Prince, Michael Jackson, um, Black Sheep, Jada Kiss, Big L, you know, Pac, Biggie, Ghetto Boy, Scarface, Do or Die, A Ball, MJG, Twister, UGK, you know, DJ Screw. Um, Speed Not Mobsters, Bone Thugs and Harmony, 3 6, Mafia. Man, Um, you know, In Vogue, Shy, Boys to Men, dies Effects, Slick Rick, Biz Marquee, you know, Big Daddy Kane, LL Cool J, Wu Tang Clean, you know, like, so I, I jammed it all. Tribe Called Quest, you know, Eminem.
0: Janet, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, that's classics right there. So, uh, what? where did you get your rap name from? Man, flip, man. So, it's multiple reasons,
1: man. Like, I always used to do flips for starter. And then I always used to buy these shoes. It's a store in my neighborhood called kind of Active Athlete. And I would get the shoes and I would buy them. And then wear them and then like a month before they get ready to come out sell them then I used to always buy the Jordans as well when I was little and then I would like I would get the white and I would get the the black ones and I would wear one mid-match colors you know I would so you know he, wow, he flipped his colors so it was many reasons but the basis came because I was flipping like I like, like I said I did the gymnast, gymnastics and then I did taekwondo as well and you know all of those things, the parkour stuff, you know, running up the walls, flipping out the walls, like I'm I'm a, a big Bruce Lee fan, I'm a American Ninja Blood, Sports John, Clyde Van Dam Bolo Yin. you know what I'm saying, like martial arts, all those movies, like I'm just, you know, a fan and a student of that martial arts, the whole technique, because it, it, it teaches you just like boxing and sports as well in general, like every sport I played, I was the team captain, so I just always think from a leader aspect and I go with logic over emotion.
0: Okay. So take me back to the time when you first went to a recording studio, when you first started taking a music series. Was it easy for you to pick up when you first started making music and recording songs with producers or was it kind of a rough patch at first? Nah, it was it was way simple for me to do that, bro.
1: That ain't... Um... I was already in the studios, man, um, uncles and aunts. Um, sometimes we would go record stuff that was like, um, like for my talent shows and stuff. Like I would go kind of do my recordings where I would just have my ad libs on there, but I would leave the hook on there. So I would get like my, my show um, tape ready. And, but um, yeah, it's it's easy for me to work with people, so being in the studio with the engineers and I also engineer as well. So I learned and paid attention and I had different people teach me. So like I engineer my own sessions, I mix my own sessions and that was pretty simple, man. You know, all my report cards said works well with others. So that shit was just like, all right, because you gotta remember I've been practicing before we can afford to buy our own beats. I'm freestyling and rapping and writing raps over all the people beats, and then, you know, like when your parents playing the wax, the vinyl. Some of those songs were extended, like the the gap bands and the different people. They used to, they used to have it. It might be two minutes, three minutes of just the beat playing and no words, you know. So that's when shit. I used to wait for some of that stuff, and then Kenny G, he used to play the, you know, saxophone. Still play the sax. But it was no worse to his shit, so I I had plenty of beats and stuff to practice to and rap to, so I was ready. I was over prepared. Like I told you, man, being in that military house, man, you you can't really have excuses and
0: not be prepared. Oh yeah, absolutely. I know all about that. So as far as as far as uh, your recording process, do you still have a mixture? Uh, freestyling and writing or do you do more writing now these days?
1: Um I pretty much write probably I say 10% of the time I write. You know, I just go in there and just go off the top what, what come come to my mind. I feel like when it's not a um canvas or I'll say when it's not lines on the canvas, right? Which is a no no pad. I just feel like I'm able to not be restrained and experiment and, and try different rhyme patterns and cadences and stuff like
0: that. So, yeah, ninety percent of the time I don't, I don't write. Okay. And you want to know some? Uh, before we started this interview, uh, one thing I thought about, I was I gotta ask for this. I was like, you know, I'm a real big fan of battle rap, so I'll be watching the URL TV and things like that. And I and I, and I thought about how they brought Cassidy on there, and I was like, man, uh, I was like, if they um, should bring Flip on there, because I was like, man, I think Flip Flip that would be like dope, you know, as far as like paying homage to, you know, I think you'll do good in that battle rap arena type field against one of their best guys. Yeah, well, I, I would have to go against
1: somebody that, that come off the top of the head as well. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, but, man, them guys, dog, they be coming up with some shit that's so crazy. I, <laughs> I'd rather just be a judge, man. Like, like, I, I still I still fuck with smack and um, I go to the URL battles, especially when they're in Houston. I flip the coins and stuff and um I co-executive produced Easy to Block Captain's album. It's called yeah, now Hemothy, it's called Hemothy, man and um that's the name of his album. It's out right now. We got a record called how many times freeway on that album. Cassidy's on that album and shout out to Cassidy man. he hit me the other day. um then I got a record with Cassidy and Easy on my La Clova Nostra 2 album as well, it's out as well. So, but yeah, now nah, I'm gonna leave that battle rapping, man, to them guys, dog, cause, you know, when it comes to that battle mind frame, you gotta get real, real, real disrespectful. Oh, you, get, you know what I'm saying? And, um, but, but when I was battling though, it was a, it was off the top of the head, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Everybody, we just freestyle off the top of the head and it, that's how we battle, you know, down south and stuff. But uh, I do have a rap battle league called Lil Flip Rap Battle League and um, I'ma bring it back once I get done with my movie and all this other stuff that I'm working on because I'm working on a movie called King Life and a movie soundtrack so in between that I'm working on Funger Flip 2 and then I got another project I'ma drop on my birthday on March 3rd Then me and Zero we working on Kings of the South 2 we pretty much done we might do one more record or something but we done but we always record a whole bunch of records and then we just pick A hey, I'ma use this for this. I'ma use this for that.
0: And um, so you know, life been great, bro. I can't complain. That's dope, man. That um, that you and Zero is doing a, uh, like a uh, a project together. Because uh, when I seen you know little baby and little Dirk do it, and then I seen Drake and Twenty One just did theirs. I was like, man, I wish a lot of big time legends would normalize just doing like, let's do twelve songs together and all. Just split up, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like you know, you probably worked with somebody before, like one or two songs, but as far mm-hmm. as the whole project together, I, I feel like that's dope if a lot of artists will start doing that.
1: No, nah, I love it, bro. Um pretty much um me and Ro, like we had drop Kings of the South part one, um man, I think 2005 or something. And um, so part two coming out. But yeah, like that's the point I'm in right now. Like the only reason I'm still doing albums because my grandmother and my mom before they passed was like, what you mean the leprechaun to your last album? And my granddad was like, you got to use your gift. And so that's why I still put our albums now because they both passed away. And they was like, why you going to stop doing music? Like, so I wasn't going to stop. I was just going to focus on my movies and put my music on my movie soundtracks. But my granddad was like, you got to do another album. You got to keep on. Change Brown, they don't stop. You know the rock and roll people, they ain't stopped. So here we are, man. So yeah, nah. But I, I look forward to um. It's a few artists out there that I plan on doing some full albums with, and um once we get it done, then I'll start making announcements, man. Cause you know how this go, man. You you announce something before, and then it don't happen, and then the fans, they they been them comments, man. You said it was coming out. What happened? So now I don't like announcing nothing until we done, until we mix mastered, got a couple of videos, and we know for sure we got a date. And then that's how we
0: do that. Okay. So in your in your opinion, man, what what did you think um, the the beef back in the day with you and TI had on your career? What I think what? What what do you think that had uh what impact that had on your career as far as uh you and the TI situation?
1: Man, well the great part about it is me and him, we cool now. So I ain't gonna go too much into it because you know what I'm saying, we had a we sat down and we had a mutual agreement to not talk about it no more. So, you know, I mean, all I could just say it was an eye opener for a lot of people that um, I assumed had my back, but other than that, you know, we talked about it and moved past the shit, so ain't no sense of going into it, you know what I'm saying, I'm still doing great, I'm still blessed, um, and shit, I'm sitting in the half a million dollar Rolls Royce, cuddling in truck, (laughs) with stars, man, you know, so, my life is great and hasn't changed, man. You know, what I'm saying my lifestyle, my my living, my happiness, none of that shit, man. So, I'm still blessed, man. But um, uh, yeah, man, we squashed it, man. So, ain't no sense to keeping on.
0: Yeah, I feel that. So, um, what well, what point in your career did you really uh, had the confidence to know you could pursue the music? You said that what? Uh, at what point did you feel like you had the confidence to pursue the music when you first started?
1: It was already put in me as a baby. Mm-hmm. It was like already, like when you keep getting praised for the same shit, like winning all these talent shows and battles and trophies and everybody telling you, yeah, he's great. Well, shit, all these people saying the same thing. Let me, um, why not? Why not run towards something where they're already embracing you and you get money off of it? And people, you know, would get a life they own to get in this position. So it's like the universe just kind of showed me, like, nah, you can play these sports, you can want to be a hooper, you can, but hey, this is what was put in you. You know what I'm saying? Like, music is embedded in me. So I'm born, and it was just like, hey. And as my mixtapes and my buzz picked up and DJ Screw, you know, noticed me and it, it, it's the motivation, these behind the scene conversations with people like Devin the Dude and Snoop Dogg and all these people, like these conversations that they have with me and give me game and Jay-Z tapped me on the shoulder in Dallas and say, hey, Philip, man, I like what you're doing. Keep on doing it. So, you know, those little things, man, you know, sometimes that can go further than a person giving you some money or rapping on your song. A little knowledge, a little advice, you know. So shit, you know, it was just, um, what's the word? It was just in high demand. So everybody wanted, everybody loving it. So let me go on and while I got them hooked, let me make sure I stay
0: booked. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So um, as you got into the music industry, you started dropping your singles and your projects and things like that. When you look back on it, what's one thing that caught you off guard about the music industry that you didn't know when you first went full-fledged into it? Nothing.
1: Mm. My dad already prepared me for this shit. My grandpa already prepared me. My grandma, I like, I they've already prepared me for life and business, right? So... My grandmother, a beautician, but was a beautician. And um, she turned our garage into a beauty shop. So I could just walk in my garage, which is a beauty shop now with, you know, everything that you need in a beauty shop. They converted it. And it's nothing but women. So I've been around like nothing but pretty women, older women my whole life. Right. You know, so I watched how they operate in business. And I mean, I was already conditioned, man, for this.
0: Okay, yeah, that's dope. So uh, as far as your situation, your music situation right now, are you independent right now or do you have a distribution deal with somebody or are you just strictly independent? I'm independent, but I play play Monopoly, you know what I'm saying?
1: Um, I play Monopoly and Trillopoly with this shit, so I spread that shit around, you know, meaning, like, I got different artists that I work with. But then I got different distribution companies that I work with, and um. But currently, you know, I'm doing all my stuff through GT Empire, um, GT and Empire. So, H Town based and um, actually a company that take care of the artists and don't. You ain't got to chase them for your money. You know what I mean? They ain't doing funny business. So any artist that want to do music you you want your music distributed the right way and you want somebody that's not gonna, you know play with your money or run off on you you know what i'm saying act like they too busy to have a conversation with you you know what i'm saying make sure you go to gt distribution based out of houston holler at gold toes holler at alex and they're gonna make sure your music is distributed the right way you ain't got to chase them down for your money and they believe in
0: god <laughs> for real Absolutely. So uh, do you uh, do you own all your masters? Not all of them. Yeah. All right,
1: because some of the projects that I put out, I had partners. Okay. So I own, you know, probably, I would say like 90% of them alone. And then I own others with people,
0: like partners. You know what I mean? So it's cool. Okay, that's what's up. So, uh as far as uh, when you dropped your first album, uh, just take me back because you know it's uh, when when you first got your name and you dropped that first album. How was Houston embracing you around that time when you dropped that first album? that you had the big single, you know I, how was that? I, how was that time? You talking about my very
1: first album? Right. You talking about the, the the one I did when I got the deal, the major deal?
0: Right. Which one? Oh, uh, the the leprechaun, right? Okay.
1: Yeah. Nah, man, they was already ready because what happened? I was in a group. Like I started a group called Hustler Stacking Ends. I started in middle school, and um, different members. By the time I got to high school, different members came, and we worked on that album first. So I put out the Hustler Stacking Ends album first, and um, everybody was looking and waiting for my album. So when we first put it out, they was like, damn, where's your album? We want your album. So eventually it started selling the correct way, but they was waiting for me. So when I did finally put the Leprechaun out, they was like, like, I guess time, you know what I mean? They was happy. It was like, it was just like crazy. And man, unlike a lot of people, man, throughout my whole career, I always had somebody under my wing helping them as I'm going up myself. And, on a Leprechaun album, I got a record called Southside Still Holding, which is like the last record of one of them. It's probably like 25 people on that record. Dang. Man, listen, man. By nine of them people was cats that was that's from the streets, from from my hood, from my area that I <laughs> recognized they had talent. Like they they could rap, but they was in the streets. And so a lot of them cats that's on there, man, was street cats, man, real street legends, man. that you know, that wrapped on my shit, man. And those were people, you know, that I was cool with and still cool with till this day, man. So, yeah, now that the streets was, was man, happy, man. Everybody was happy. I had stuff on there for women, stuff on there for the streets. The flouses, the Like, that's why when I make my albums, man, I, it's like gumbo. I want to make sure I touch on different things. I want to be able to... um Tap into people's different emotions like mad, sad, happy, you know, vulnerable for the ladies, you know, for the for the strippers, for the gangsters, for the pimps, for the hoes, you know, for everybody. Because I don't want to just make music for one type of person. I want I want to make music for
0: all people, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So um this is something I'm interested to know because you know. I keep up. I'm a real music junkie. So, you know, describe the music scene in Houston back when you first started versus right now, the music scene right now in 2022. Because I look at I'm looking at all the newer artists like Salsa Walker. And oh, I, yeah, I love Salsa Walker, man. <laughs> so I just describe the difference. Or is it any difference, you know, as far as how the music scene is and do a lot of artists work with each other back then or or is it still the same as far as artists working with each other?
1: Um it's not the same. It's a it's a different time. I mean, like definitely with the internet and the you know social media, man. Um but what I what I will say is a lot of people are working together in collaboration. Like collaborating and doing collaborations, so the vibe that we had, like when I was like first buzzing and stuff like that, is coming back and it came back. You know, it was a time everybody was just working on their own stuff, and you over here, I'm over there, and it's competition. And you know, everybody are you know maturing up, like you know, growing up and stuff, and. More people are seeing things in a more business way and grown up mind frame. Like, you know what, man? It could be multiple kings out here, man. It's, you know what I mean? It could be multiple bosses. It could be multiple goats. It could be multiple, you know what I mean? And, you know, we all got that competitive nature, you know what I'm saying? We all want to be number one in all that stuff, but I feel like I'm very proud of my city and all the mature and the growth and I'm proud of South Walker, man. That's my guy, man. Uh, everything he told me he was gonna do, man. He did it, man. So, salute to him. He remind me of myself, man, because I'm one of the people, man. I come up with an idea. I say, I'm going to do it. You know, don't nobody want to invest in it. It's cool. I'm going to invest in my goddamn self. So, I, I salute him and commend him for you know, pushing H-time and, and being entertainment entertaining. And uh, it's all to the G, man. But it's a lot of rappers out here, man. Um, Lil Jeremy, Gas Gang. Um, man, you got Peso Peso. You got. Females, you know, from this area, Kendall, man, you got Jade, you got Queen of come like even though some of those people are from little towns outside of Houston, but you know, Houston, we embrace them, man. They show us love, we show them love. But yeah, the moment right now, man, everybody working, man, you know, the Propanes, the Martinezs XO is working, hard producer, but he do music too, man. So the Red Shot movie, man, about to get ready to drop. We just had the premiere. Um, I'm on the movie soundtrack, so I'm proud of Houston, man. You know, I'm proud of what we got going on. And the Astros gave us another trophy. So
0: just the life and the momentum each time, man, we proud, man. Yeah, absolutely, man. Houston been going crazy lately as far as the artists and things like that, man. It kind of uh giving me uh, Atlanta-type vibes as far as, like, you know, a lot of big big artists in the same city.
1: Oh yes, how about Travis too? I can't forget Travis Scott and Toad.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Yep, yep, yep. So as far as um, as far as um, your records, your singles. Mm-hmm. Have you had any single? out do the uh the game over single?
1: No, 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 no. Sunshine was my biggest record. Okay, but Sunshine was bigger than Game Over. But nah, nah,
0: I haven't had, let's not do those. Okay. Yeah, I like that Sunshine record. That was a real dope player vibe right there. Thank you, bro. So, uh, for all your fans out there, man, just explain some things uh, that you like doing in your spare time when you're not doing music.
1: Mm, I say bowling, fishing, cooking, creating, painting. Um uh, watching movies, watching rap battles, watching comedy, um, working out, staying out the way, and um, you know, just spending time with my fam, my dad, and just brothers and sisters, just you know, valuing the things that a lot of people take for granted. You know what I mean? So I just be on some some laid back, you know, stand out the way shit, man, in my own zone.
0: Oh, that's what's up, man. What what you be whipping up in the kitchen, man?
1: Oh <laughs> man, I love
0: seafood. So, you know, fried lobster, you know what I'm
1: saying? Fried crab legs, you know, broccoli casserole, shrimp casserole. Uh, you know, we, we throw that pit on, you know what I'm saying? i uh, make some a you, you know what I'm saying, as well. Um, you know, we, we just mix it up, man. My grandpa, he was a chef. and and my dad, he a chef as well. So, you know, man, I just love, I love food, man. And I, I love, like, fishing is a common thing for me too, man, to be out there fishing, man. So me and my dad, we go fishing a lot. So that's the type of stuff I do, man. But shooting pool and bowling and, you know, stuff like that,
0: watching boxing and MMA and, I'll just be staying out the way, man. Yeah, absolutely, man. Kinda uh for since you since you from Houston and you've been in Houston a long time, kind of explain the um the impact that the turkey leg hut don't have since they don't touch the city now. Oh yeah, it's
1: it's been very, 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 very extravagant. It's it's brought up man, a lot of tourists to our towns, man. So to see what him and his wife doing, man, Lynn and his wife, like even expanding to Atlanta and different things that they doing, man, I'm proud of them, like, infinity salute, you know what I mean? And like, when I go, I go get the Alfredo turkey leg. And and you can get it with the pasta or you can get it with the rice. And they put that cream sauce in the shrimp, shrimp Alfredo. Get, I get it with the rice. Get it with the rice, man. Listen, man. Hey man, say man. <laughs> just...
0: Yeah, I gotta come to Houston. I ain't never been to Houston before, but I said I gotta hit that spot though. Gotta go there, gotta go to Papados, you gotta
1: go to Lotus. You gotta go to the stuffed baked potato factory. Man, you gotta go there, man. You gotta, gotta try that out. 50-15. You gotta try there. You gotta try Timmy Chan's, You gotta try Frenchie's. It's about seven to eight. You know what I'm saying? You gotta, you gotta try, man. We got a few
0: things, man, out here. Man, that's what's up, man. Now I'm from uh, Birmingham, Alabama, so you know okay. uh, I know about that soul food cooking. I like soul food, so.
1: Man, I, I just passed through the
0: the other day. That's crazy. Okay. So uh as far as your um uh, your music career and just your life in general, man, uh what's some short and long-term goals you want to accomplish?
1: Um, my next goal is to be a billionaire. Um everything I wanted to accomplish, I already did. Like I'm you know how you play a video game and you want you on the bonus level, you just yeah, you beat the game, you're on the bonus level. That's what I'm on. Uh, like. I just wanted the gold album shit. You know? I mean, 25 million sold, like worldwide, like out of all the shit I dropped. So, and then these streams, you know what I mean? You know, they taking the other albums even higher. You know what I mean? So, I'm just, I'm just enjoying it, bro. I'm just enjoying it, man. So, to all the people that's trying to get into this man, you know once you get what you want man you know you can raise your, your goals to be higher or you can ride off into the sunset but just just be wise with your investments and investments ain't just about money you know investments is also about time like when you spend time or communicate with a person that's still an investment you invested your time so these people that you encounter in this industry and in this business man if you're not investing the proper time or taking the time to talk to your fans or these program directors or these DJs and you ain't doing these drops or these interviews and different things. Mm-hmm. Like they say, same people you see on your way up, you see on your way down. But um me, I'm always showing love to people. You know what I mean? So it's plenty of people I've done business with, man. And, you know, it has been times they've been short on the money or whatever the case may be, but, I'm like, all right, man. I ain't tripping. Just send it to me when you can. You know what I mean. There's people I show love to, gave them discounts, and I bump back into them later. Man, hey, man, I'm on now, man. I know you. You showed me love, man. You did a show for me, man. Back in the day, man, for five k, man. I know I was supposed to be giving you eight thousand, man, but that's all I had. And you rock with me. You came to my grandma's house, and you, you feel me. You shouted out of my store. Now look, I got three stores, man. I'm gonna bring you for my birthday badge. Now I wanna give you fifteen thousand. Mm. And I just want you to come there and do three songs, man, three. So it'd be like that. That shit, it reciprocates. Like the energy, man, it come back. like Even with people I do concerts with, they be even in frats and shit like that. I do a concert with a guy, and he's a frat leader. And then like eight, five or eight years later, the same frat to book me, or two years later, hey, my, my big brother, yeah, he booked you. Now nah, I brought you back, because he's the one put me on your music, man. That shit is dope, man. And, so you just don't know how, like, it's crazy, man. It's just a blessing, man, to still be doing what I do because just like my mom put me on Sade and stuff like that, music when I was a baby and kid, that's what happens with people who support my music. And they put them on different freestyles and there's different people that love, love, flip for different reasons. Freestyles, whether it be
0: the freestyles or the real music, and it's all to the G, man. Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. I'm a big firm believer on uh, you put positive energy out positive always come back put negative out negative always come back so that's something I focus on every day when I wake up you know I try not to treat nobody how I would want to be treated and try to put positive energy out even if I know somebody's intentions might not be good towards me I still you know just take the high roll and do positive if, if, I, if, if I can you know
1: damn right Yep. My dad say,
0: oh,
1: you got to be accountable for how you treat people, not how they treat you. So if a person treats you fucked up, you ain't got to treat them fucked up bad. You can just acknowledge that shit and be like, okay. And then you can move around. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, you can just move around, man. Remove yourself from that type of energy, man. And
0: stay out the way as much as possible. Absolutely, man. So I know you say you're working on a movie and some projects and things like that. Just um just explain the upcoming things you got coming out for the rest of this year in 2023 and uh any features, things like that. Man, um
1: my King light movie I'm working on. I'm about 60% done with that. The soundtrack, I'm about 80% done with that. Um flip part two, I'm gonna probably drop at the end of January. Uh, maybe February, I'm gonna figure it out. But um, I'm working on that, man. Um, me and my guy, Cash started, we dropped a project called Make It Make Sense. I'm working on some web seminars and some, another book I'm working on. My first book is called Don't Let the Music Industry Fool You. I put it out probably like seven years ago, but I'm working on some old books, clothing line. I'm I'm bringing jerseys back, you know what I mean? Um. Like, and it's just going to be creative. Some of them go have my art right now. I'm designing, well, I already designed them. Um, for my high school, I went to words and I designed the basketball jerseys. Uh, so we about to do that. Um, and man, I'm just doing a lot of stuff in the community. Like two days ago, I just got presented with the Joe Biden Presidential Lifetime Achievement Award. For all the stuff I do in the community, they gave me a medal and everything, you know. And so, you know, man, I'm just—that's why I dropped. I dropped. God's got us. God got us our video. I dropped that on Sunday because that same day I got the Lifetime Achievement Award. So I'm like, and it was on a Sunday, you know. And and then that, you know, was the day PMC died. You know, the rest in peace, of PMC. And then. God got us all video dropped. So, you know, December 4th, man, I'm always remembered in 2022. And I'm going to just keep on doing what I do, man, for the people that's that's following and watching. The best way to know what I'm doing is Instagram, Flip 713 That's where I post most of my stuff and what I got going on. I posted that and then I just step back and get back to the art and the craft, man. But one thing about me, man, my quality. Like for all the people that wonder, well, Flip, man, what have you been doing? i still been doing music. I drop two to three projects a year. But some of my best work that's out right now for anybody watching this, you know what I'm saying? Go to Spotify, type in King Life. Type in King and type in Life because I dropped two albums. One is called King, one called Life. That's one of my best albums. I put that out like three years ago. Um, my Flip Mayweather project is one of my best bodies of work. Shout out to EXO. He did like five records on there. That's it's got the record flex mode on there. That shit is crazy. And then like the project I just dropped, Fung and Flip. Check that out, man. Like that shit is very, it's dope. I um I got a smoking record with Devin the Dude called 4020, featuring a, a band called Them Roots Music. And then I got, who else I got on that record? Funge flip. Cause I did mainly by myself. Yeah, I think Devin is really like the only feature on there. But right now on part two, I don't want to say no names until I get their verses back, but it's gonna be a few, few more guests on Funge and Flip too. So I'm just basically having the time of my life creating, adding more live instrumentation, like. Like, it's just crazy. Oh my God, Live so We got a record called Never Ends. He's out of Little Rock, Arkansas. Dope video guy and dope rapper, man. So other than that, man, I'm just gonna keep putting great energy out here, man, and receive my blessings, man, and, you know, enjoy being the legend that I am, man, and keep guarding it, man.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, tell the people where they can find your book at and also uh, explain your relationship you have with Pimp C. It's my book sold a lot. Um, we had it on some of the, I forgot them sites, but I'm
1: actually doing a new present. We finna do a new run because I'm about to go around and do like these, these these workshops for like musicians in different towns where they can actually get some real results behind, you know, this stuff. You know what I mean? A lot of time people you know, they'll throw these different things where they're supposed to help the artists, but the artists don't see no progress. But I got a system to really help them see some progress. And so I'm, I'm just going to be doing a lot of different things, man, to get these artists, you know, like the real knowledge of what they need to be successful Be because a lot of people rather, you know, just spend money on image and not really care about, you know, quality of the music they think the Cuban chain is more important than a, a professional album cover. Like you can't have on the Cuban and had a nice ride and hand a program director or a DJ, a CD, or you know what I mean? Or some, you know, something in the artwork just looks trash. And the music could be great, but based on presentation, a lot of times those will get doors slammed in your face and you're not taking serious and you could be the dopest rapper, singer, so, you know, it's a lot of things that, you know, I just want to pass on to the people, the generation that's coming after me. So when they out here handling and conducting business, they'll be on their P's and Q's about their business and more focused on their business instead of partying and and, and trying to let somebody else handle it. So, you know, but yeah, man, Pimp C, man, I learned a lot from Pimp C. Rest in peace to him and Mama West. Um, I learned a lot about booking concerts and, how to not undervalue yourself and just how to move and not be afraid to speak your mind and represent where you from. And you know, one thing about Pimp, man, he was proud to be from Texas and he didn't give a damn how you felt about him talking about the slab and the candy paint, (laughs) he will let you know, it don't matter who song, he could be on a New York person song who just spitting lyrical bars. He still finna let your ad know that we coming down and we popping trunks and we from the side. So, you know, the game and the knowledge that I learned from him and, and him blessing me, rapping on a couple of my records and me rapping on a record of him. You know, i never forget PMC C, man. And every time I do a show, you know, I'm, I'm screaming RIP PMC C and Big T and Big Mo. and You know, I'm a hold it down. I am my brother's keeper. Smoke some bitch. Can't
0: say smoke something, bitch, and don't smoke nothing. So this man. for Pimp's smoke something, bitch. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh um, before we wrap it up, man, I got uh two more questions. So um uh I start asking all my guests this question right here. So um how do you want people to perceive you?
1: As a person who don't love money, a person who fuck with Iceman Nick and King Johnny. The Freestyle King, the one that took pictures with the fans when other entertainers were mean. Mr. Game Over, Mr. Sunshine and the Range Rover, Mr. Like a Pimp, Mr. Green and Gold for words in the same colors as the Sonics when they had Sean Kemp. My real name, Eric. This is Eric J. I'm the Freestyle King. We both jam UGK. Where my partner from first solo album that I dropped, it was The Leprechaun. Remember Me is the king of this shit. Remember Me with the ring. <laughs> yeah. But nah, they I mean, can just remember me as a person who never let the money and fame like change em. Like I started doing music for God, right? I, I always had nice things, you know what I'm saying? I always worked and I always kept a hustle. I always showed respect. Waiting my turn, you know what I'm saying? Respectful, never shied away. Always been the same. You know what I'm saying? My story not go change about nothing. You know what I'm saying? Um, I show love to my fans. I'm a king, I'm a king of the people. You got two kind of kings. You got a tyrant and you got a king of the people. I'm the one that did the features with the different artists. I'm the one that even when I had multi-platinum records and was number one on TV and radio and billboard. I still was doing features with the underdogs. I still was showing love. Even when these major labels tell us, when you get to a certain level, oh, you don't need to mess with them. It's going to help them more than it help you. Okay, that's fine. I'm already doing great. I thought this world is about. It's about helping other people, right? So I never let the industry or the the love of money dictate what I was going to do. So what I do, I do for the art. I do for the art, I do from the heart. You know what I'm saying? And I ain't gonna never sell my soul. You know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna never do no clown shit, no fake shit. I'm always be human, I'm always help a person. And um, Flip just, he, he just like you. He just don't waste his time like most people do. We got 24 hours and one day, what you gonna do? So I'm just a person who don't who don't waste time. I value people. I value relationships over the money, and I know this is a long explanation, but it's a it's a lot of shit to me. It's many layers to flip. You know what I'm saying? So recognize me as the realest and the trilliest. What you talking about, Willis?
0: <laughs> Absolutely, man. Uh, so uh, who's your hip hop Mount Rushmore? Give me give me your top five hip hop Mount Rushmore. Man, well. I ain't gonna lie,
1: man. I'm, I'm I'm putting myself on my Mount Rushmore, and I don't care how nobody look at it because um, I'm telling you, man. If if you listen to the last four five projects that I put out, I always pride myself in elevating each album. I want to get better production, everything, topics to do. man. I'm telling you, if you listen to the last three projects I put out, man, I'm like in a whole different zone. Like creativity-wise, just I'm like in a whole different zone. So I'm going to put myself on it. So how many people on there? What is four or five? Oh, uh, you do five. We a five? All right. So I'm going to put myself on it. Uh, no particular order. You know what I'm saying? I don't have to be first, the first face. You know what I'm saying? But I'm on that motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'll be up there. I'm going to put Pac up there.
0: Man, shit even got trio, man. Nah. Yeah. Um I'ma see if you gonna name someone that I that I think you was gonna say. Mm,
1: I'ma put I'ma put big up there. I'ma put Jada kiss up there. Damn, man. That five, shit crazy, dog. Dang, man. Because it's like I'm mixing rappers. I'm trying to figure out rappers or just Mount Rushmore. Because, you know, I want to put DJ Screw up there. You know. Um, man, that five hard, man. I'm just going to have to let DJ Screw take the final, the final shit. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Those are just people that influence my life, but it's like, it's like it's a theater title between swapping big out for MJG and you know what I'm saying? And this is not on the skill level or nothing criteria. It's like just MJG influenced my my life and me being an MC as well. He's one of my other favorite rappers with with Kiss. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I, it's like, I kind of got to put, you know, MJG up there. Uh, I thought you was going to say Pimp C. Well, it's like you gave me five. And so in my mind, usually when people ask me my top five, it's like, are we talking about top lyricists? See, I ask the answer question. I'd be like, hey, we talking about lyricists or just of all time, great records? Are we? You know, I'd be asking the category because then, you well,
0: know... When I, I, look I, at it, I look at it like your own personal Mount Rushmore, like, you know, the people that... I
1: or who i think is the dopest lyricist like like you feel me it, it, it's different it'll be a different mount rush bro we said who are the top 5 you know rap, rap rappers of all time who are the top 5 lyricists who's your top five you know so it, it gets tricky but those people like had a lot of influence on you know what i'm saying how i operate you know what i'm saying
0: like definitely okay so uh, closing remarks, man, anything else that you want to uh, let the people know that you got going on and let people know how to find your social media, YouTube channel, things like that.
1: Man, I'm just working, man. Um, follow me on Instagram. Love flip seven, one, three. We three. We're doing a lot of stuff with exotic pop, helping the kids, exotic pop kids, exotic pop treats. If you want to get exotic pop, go to exotic pop distribution. You know what I'm saying? Dot com. And, um, I did a joint venture thing, man, you know, licensing deal with a gas guards, man, company, man. You know what I'm saying? And I got my own strange sunshine. And um. so, you know, I'm just doing a lot of different things, man. I've already diversified my portfolio. And it wasn't just to make the rolly glow, you know, it was to buy land and the plane and to have fans. And hopefully they don't do like the song Eminem made, stand. <laughs> but, yeah, because life is more to popping perks and zans. Yeah. So, when you come to H-Time, go to Turkey, Leg Hut and Timmy Chains. I'm Phillip <laughs> Gates, and with George Floyd and Vanessa Gillian,
0: I stand. Absolutely, man. So, uh, I appreciate you uh, coming on the um, podcast, man. You know, I've been doing this for uh, two years. I started this in April. Okay. Uh, uh, 2020. Um, that was two months before I got out the military. I had got medically retired two years ago. But, uh, you know, um, reason I started a podcast was because I felt, you know, especially among minorities, that the mm. mental health aspect is absent because we're just trained to get treated bad, and we just got to keep pushing and not acknowledge what happened. So I feel like it, we have to normalize having – conversations amongst each other realizing that no matter what point someone is in life whether they're a millionaire middle class person or whatever that they go through similar things and that you can get reassurance to know that hey just because this person's up here don't mean that he's not having the same problems that you're having you right know? so i that's the main reason i started a podcast because i don't just do interviews i talk about you know, stuff that I know people gonna come across in their life, like, should you kick your kid out at 18 years old? Right. 50-50 in relationships, child support, police brutality, you know, like, real stuff, you know, so. Nah, right, man, that's what it's about, and that's
1: why, like I say, I feel like I'm a street preacher, man, because I talk about different things in my music, man, like, real life, like, like, on what I've been through, on underground legend. If you're already on your feet, why don't you help somebody else? That's what I live by. So it's like on one of my records, I say, man, if you got ten thousand in your pocket, your partner next to you should at least have five hundred. You know, like like like. I'm just always about helping team and trying to bring up the people that's around me and that's willing to listen. Like because everybody complain about them not being where they want to be but it's an accountability thing bro like it's like man i ain't nobody tell me this blueprint hey man you need to go rap with dj screw you need to go freestyle this is just what like my parents showed me to work hey this is what we do it was on me to r- realize what was going on and utilize what they taught me and make it work for my best interest and it ended up working for my whole family best interest so it's kind of like man you just got to We got the internet, we got all these different things, man. It's in, with technology, you have no excuse to be broken this this time. You got to figure out an idea, meet somebody, and and stop being on social media all day for the wrong reasons, man. So I salute you for serving, man, military. Like I say, a lot of my family members, they military, man. My grandpa was a paratrooper. You know, I got uncles that was generals and infantry and all that, man. So with all that said, man, Thank you for serving, dog. Thank you for having me on the podcast. Congrats for the two years, man. And to all the fans, man, go check out God Got Us All video. Check out the record, it's dope, it's featuring Lashay Love. And to all the DJs and the critics and the bloggers, they always say, hey man, hip hop doesn't have anything positive. Well, God Got Us All by Lil' Flip is a positive record. So let's see how many DJs played this. Now we're about to find out, you know, who are the hypocrites. You see what I'm saying? Because people ask for something, and then when they get it, they don't know what to do with it. So we go see. You know, this is the God Got Us All challenge right here, man. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. All the DJs, real DJs that break records, and that and you know what I'm saying, ain't controlled by nobody. Yeah. Play God Got Us All and tag me in Instagram, and I'm going to repost it. Yeah, it don't matter if you just play it one time. It's cool, you know? But, yeah, God got us out, man. It's out right now, and I thank God for everything I got, man. So, I salute you, bro, and thank you, man. I'm going to get back in the studio and finish punching Flip, too. I got work to do.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. I uh, appreciate you coming on, and uh, anytime you want to come on, you know, you can uh, reach out to me. I know I'm cool with your assistant, uh, AJ. I interviewed your right. daughter a year ago, uh, Princess. So. Uh- Thank you, man. So, um, you know, uh, anytime you want to come on, man, just feel free to reach out. on Eric J. The Great on Instagram. And, uh, you know, we could do it whenever, you know. It, it don't have to be an interview, you know, like I said, you know, with the real topics as well, you know. Yeah, I'm with it.
1: I'm down, dog. Hell, my middle name, Eric. So, you know, from one Eric to another, man, I salute.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. And uh, you have a good night. And this concludes uh, uh, the uh, this episode of the Eric J the Great Podcast. I appreciate all my supporters. We almost had 3,000 subscribers on YouTube. Everybody go check out the uh the res interview and uh, Shawty Lowe Jr. interview as well. And uh everybody... Hello.
1: I like the and I, I need to do a record with him and i be why well, used to jam that uh, uh... Uh, Hardaway, hey, hard-
0: man. Did you listen to his last album? His last album. He just dropped a project three weeks ago. It's fire. No skill. I, I, I
1: ain't know he dropped it. I'm gonna check it out, man. I, I fuck with his music. I love his melodies, man. I I used to jam at Hardaway, bro. So much. I probably I'm probably responsible for about ten thousand Spotify or uh, Apple Music, Apple Music streams, man. We. We be jamming it, man. Like the pain, the passion you put in that shit, man. I, I just felt that shit, man. So I fuck with a lot of the the um man, younger artists, music, man, the new people, man. They they are doing it and making their money, man. So I salute anybody that's that's doing some shit, man, positive, man. So like I said, thank you, dog. I'm finna get in the studio
0: and yeah, I got the Manager's phone number. I can give it to AJ, you know, because uh, I just interviewed him two months ago. So if you need to yeah. Please do, please do. Yeah, I, I would
1: love to do something with him, man, and that would be dope,
0: a dope record. Okay, yeah, I get a number to AJ because I uh I interviewed him. Uh, e, I don't know if you know who E Blue is, he's from Houston. Yeah, I heard E Blue. Yeah. Yeah, I interviewed him too. So uh really they, they 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 in the same camp together, him, free hey. back contest and one shot deals. That was DMX artist before he passed away. They all no. hang together, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Now send it to AJ. That's fine, man.
0: I'm with it. Okay. Thank you, bro. All right, have a good one. You
1: too. Exotic pop. We out, man. Giddy. <laughs> Go get, get that.